the interview. And here we are. And Cam, I'm going to let you do the introduction here because you to the have, interview. You have a severe history with the man. Severe, beside, severe history with the man sitting beside us right that now. That sounds severe. It yeah. is severe. Let's uh, let's get the introduction before we hear uh, before we hear all about Taylor Brown, aka Slip. Oh boy. Well, we do have Taylor Brown here for the interview. Uh, a man I know and love. And quickly. Pretty Taylor, good, pretty Taylor, good biography. Yeah, Taylor, could you say something? <laughs> I'm checking the levels. How's it sound? Great. Just to let everyone know who's listening, um, Taylor is going to be the future producer of the Go Parade podcast and came in here and just produced the hell out of everything. He was yes. upset about Very not, finicky. not having headphones. He was upset about that. He was upset about the mic choice. Mm -hmm. We got him everything he needs. He's mm -hmm. upset about levels. Mm -hmm. So let's Some hear a charcuterie. little bit. charcuterie. Yeah, mm -hmm. let's, yeah, no crafty for there Taylor wasn't Brown. There wasn't any. Let's, uh, let's, let's hear from you, Taylor. Let's let you have the mic here for a long time. Well, you know my name at this point. It's Taylor Brown. I'm sure most of the people listening at this point know who I am too. So what's up, uh, I'm sure my mom will find this. Nice. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, and uh, to all my fans, mom, uh, it's been uh, it's been a, it's been an interesting year so far. You know. Yeah. It has. Can you can you expand musically upon that? or mm -hmm. just in yeah. general? It's. I know it's been since we're both friends with you, Cameron and I. Right. Uh, we know that you're a very interesting person, and a lot of interesting oh. things happen to oh, you. Thank you. But can you tell us and the listeners specifically? Uh, how interesting it has been and why? Uh, it's just been kind of a crazy year so far uh, with work and uh, with, with, with music a little bit too. I'll actually be going to South by right. next which month. Which is where we definitely want to talk about that, right. which is why you're here. I mean, right. minus you just being maybe one of the more interesting human beings. On you the keep planet. saying that, but what do you mean? Uh, what I mean by that you is... You tell me. Okay, so let's jump into it then. If, yeah. If, uh, yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's. I'm going to create a pathway for Slip here. Slip so is, is Taylor going to interview us about him? I think so. I, I like that. Prefer that. I like this that. Is a strange format this. because yeah. I can answer a lot of those questions. I do not yeah. like talking. No, I, about I can too. I feel like so. I'm going to go ahead and say that Slip is one of my favorite local projects. Um, which is funny because you two were spawned from the same band and I like both of your same womb. Yeah. Same womb. Mm -hmm. Um, and I, I love both of y'all's music, uh, very different genres. You guys are very different personalities that have, you know, branched out from like, you know, a core nucleus that you guys had with your earlier success in your earlier bands, but slip Taylor Brown, really fantastic. Uh, how would you describe your music? We were talking about this the other day, you and I. There's no genre for you. What would you say? What's what's yeah, the closest? Yeah, it's like darker, groovier, trip hop uh, yeah, influence. Trip hop, definitely. I definitely, just to get people on page, I, I use trip hop. Yes. Just one describing Which it. Which is it a bygone that. genre that doesn't have a lot of champions or cheerleaders for it right now. Right. And but it's you great because really the, the genre isn't tainted. When you say trip hop, precisely. you're not like, oh, Christ. Oh, my Portis head, <laughs> tricky. They're off. You know, you, yeah. you're you're happy every time you hear yeah. that. You're right. Like, it oh, has good. not been tainted. Or depressed. And Slip is, is a good. great contribution to that world. Uh, because Taylor, not only are you like obviously a, a consummate songwriter and just a, a really talented person, but um, the, the moods that you're emoting like your, your your tunes your from your debut record that you released last year can we talk a little bit about that debut record for sure i released a record called the cost uh in november um and yeah i started writing that actually i started doing it right after i played coachella with you which is a funny story 
Yeah, so oh, I played I Coachella with Al So you've played trips. with all of us. You've yes. Played with, okay, I didn't even think we about are, that. That's great. We are all very closely related by yeah. the degrees uh-huh. of separation of mm-hmm. retired musicians, although Taylor's not retired. but um, So you started this project at... What, what, I'm sorry, we were playing Coachella, you and I, which was a blast. I, I'll never forget the memories that we made on stage with one another. But you started this and project... Ex- was, was it between weekends? Um, I think it was, it, no, it was definitely after the whole thing. Um, I was just feeling pretty amped on the whole thing. So I kind of, and a lot of my other bandmates, including Cameron with Facial and Colin had started doing stuff and everyone was kind of starting to branch off and it just kind of seemed like a natural thing to start, uh, branching out on my own, especially since I already had some songs recorded over the years. And that was always the thing too, being in a band, you're like, okay, well, what is this song that I just wrote? Is it for the and... band or is it for right. me? Yeah, yeah. But like, and then also, but if it's for me, then what is it? Because I don't have a thing. Right. So it kind of came a lot out of that as well. And I was moving around a lot of the time because the house that you and I had been living in. Yeah, funny story. No longer there as became well. viable oh, because the landlords wouldn't let me keep my dog there Fun anymore. times, yeah. And that was a whole thing. <sighs> super aggravating but that was years ago so and it spawned all, all of this together mm-hmm. it was like just, a perfect storm and i right. just kind of and i was living at the time at my friend nora's house and i was just kind of posting up in her garage i just kind of set up the few things i had and started recording and really it was quick uh the patient was the first thing i wrote and that took about just two days such an insane song to yeah, put by together the way. i know it's like it's one of those things where you uh, you just capture things and things are just falling into place very easily. And that was kind of that period, especially that summer for the most part. Yeah. I think the biggest compliment maybe people like us can receive about their music is, hey, that sounds like you. Like being able to hear that from someone. Yeah. like, Hey, your music sounds like you. I know you a little bit. I know you enough to know mm-hmm. that this music is a full resonation from who you are at your core. And I can say that so comfortably about Slip. It is you. Dude. I'd agree. Yeah. And also yeah. on that album uh, song that you played on the original podcast, Acoustic, Lost on the Highway, is That's on right. that album. That's and right. it's a fantastic version on the album. I love that song. I've loved that song for a very long time. It's a great tune. That yeah. song was actually originally written by me and Stephen Vernet. That's right. That's right. Uh, at his place many years ago. And I just had, that was one that I had already recorded. And I was, and it was kind of actually, that song was almost like a thesis statement for the project because it had that kind of... It kind of feels that way. I yeah, that darker kind of dusty, yeah. Very post-apocalyptic. Yeah. 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 Incredibly gloomy in mm-hmm. that regard. But like also a lot of positive hues shine through in your songs. There are moments of victory for sure. that, that really contrast everything, I think, which balances everything out. Funny that I'm like sitting in the room with you guys with so many memories... Like now I'm remi- I played a slip show. You played the first slip show. I played the first slip show on bass. I had completely spaced about that and to now and now we're face to face talking about the songs that I love so much, but I love the songs before I got a chance to even play that show with you. Um and I, I think the record coming out and getting the attention that it has, at least in some important circles, is a great thing, man. Congratulations on that. Thanks. Yeah, just it felt good to just kind of get a whole 
thing out there. I've always really been into albums, so yeah, yeah, we it's, all are. Yeah, it's here. a ten track, correct? Correct. Yeah, which is still a healthy thing these days. Mm-hmm. You know, obviously we're bygone are the years of fifteen bangers. Yeah, but uh, it's 10, like it's like standard screenwriting. Standard, yeah. right? Yeah, very. Absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and and you have a video coming out for I do. I'm, re- I'm releasing my first video for the patient on Super Tuesday. Ooh. Oh, nice. Uh-huh. I love that, man. Great idea. Wow. You didn't tell me that. I mean, we just got... He's saving it for the pod, man. <laughs> yeah, I'm revealing you it, it for the first, first time. Go Parade. Oh, that's great. I saw the video. It's fantastic. I saw the video I'm as well. Excited. I wasn't going to say that I saw the video until someone else brought it. it. Okay, yeah. it's incredible. Yeah, I'm it's really, great. really looking forward to yeah, other people being able Everyone to see that. That's always the key. Is I, think, <laughs> I think the video is going to do saying. well, and it'll be the introduction to the song for a lot of people as well who haven't picked up on it yet. And that's a beautiful thing about what a music video, a well-executed music video can do for you know fan gaining it sticks well to everything you've done aesthetically so far yes. too with uh it anything from press photos to mm-hmm. i love that one creepy image you have where there somebody in the, it looks like i killed somebody <laughs> no the o- older one where there's somebody in the background like, oh right no that's I, that's actually i do have someone in the background in the uh, album art where i'm at the yeah. piano yeah yeah there's like a like, lurker. It's like, who is that? Exactly. <laughs> the record does sound like it could be written from a lurker's perspective. Not to say anything about you. No. Like I'm not charging your personality here. But like how dark it is. Because, like, Taylor, you clearly are lurking on people. Yeah, that's not what I'm trying to get at. You're not forensic files yet. No, and there's like some of that language is in the album as well. It's sort of like some, yeah. about like the idea of something being behind you or Always around yeah. you. Mm-hmm. Or, and the, it sounds like that. There's an urgent to something always being ominously there mm-hmm. and it's it's wow yeah i'm just gonna keep complimenting you it's so, a great thank record you. so i've been to south by with you three times was Are it you? three <laughs> yes we've been there three well, there's times. there's a lot of history i in this forgot room. the third one i thought it was two times the third one honestly i don't remember it all either <laughs> okay so there was the first year where uh-huh. we played we didn't really have any was that the shows. belmont show yeah one of them so this show this was the best show right from what i remember of that year yeah, the Belmont. The, I believe in night. truth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or Stephen, yeah. Our, give, our singer. Give the listeners some some right. history. Oh, I want to sure. know. Yeah, yeah. Ju- I want to know what band you were playing in. It was called Vana Prosta. Yeah. That was okay. our first band together. We right. were that, was that band for what? Six years. years? Yeah, six six or so. Six and how many years in? Maybe five. To the how many years into the group was this particular? This is about South a year and a half. half. Yeah, okay. we were fresh. Like we were going to South by like mostly winging it. Yeah, we had yeah. like two shows. In like kind of a third. Right. <laughs> I just want the listeners to know what South by used to be as well. So right. like I'm trying to set a scene here. So this one's be- this was the Belmont and it's outside, big outdoor stage, right? And we were like one of the first bands that when the sun went down and the stars were out. Oh, in Austin, people were so psyched. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> we were all feeling it for sure. So much so that <laughs> Taylor interject whenever you want oh, to. Well, I don't like to interrupt, but since you mentioned it. So we're playing one song called uh, Crushing Ants. Yeah, I believe it was Crushing Ants. And it was this <laughs> moment on stage where I think we're doing something. I think it's at the end of the song or in between songs. It's and like our ambient noise. A lot of ambient. On. Like we did that a lot with the yeah. guitars, and you like know. Long and extended. Yeah, long, very long extended things in general. We loved playing. We were just, we were really milking it. And our <laughs> singer, Steve, um, 
he just starts kind of like, like he's just on another level. At this yeah, point. he's looking at the sky. Not on anything. He's just feeling. He's it. just he's high on yeah. music. He's there. Yeah. yeah, and he's just kind of yelling. And he's a loud guy. And he's got very, very strong loud. vocals. He is a very loud. He's just guy. yelling. Do you believe in truth? <laughs> Do you believe in truth? <laughs> Out of nowhere, never heard him say it before. Not sure what he was talking about. I no, still not sure. relevance to the situation whatsoever. That just, is such a Jim Morrison <laughs> moment. Yeah. yeah. How did the crowd react is what I want to know. I, mean, I think they, they loved they it. They seemed oh, into they the whole yeah. show. Were people screaming, sure. I believe? No, not really. Okay. <laughs> but I, think, they, I, re- yeah. I remember just snapping well, over and being like, did he say truth? Well, you also got to imagine like, so the Although South by it, the know? South by crowd <laughs> is, 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 it's like spring break for people in music. It's, Absolutely. I don't know if that's what it's like now, but that's definitely... It's what, about the same thing. There's just more money. Yeah. No. That's what I, I imagine. So it, you just imagine a lot of just drunk people just just loving it anyway. Yeah. Like, but Do this, you believe in truth? Do you believe in <laughs> that's truth? That's close enough to are you not entertained? He was having his Russell Crowe gladiator moment. They were, they were very entertained. Yeah. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so, are you going to bust out a yeah. do you believe in truth this year? Um, if you're feeling t- it, I can't. That can't be planned. <laughs> Speaking yeah, can't of plan South by this year, Cam and I were just talking, and we were going over the list of our friends that are going to South by, and we realized that almost everyone we know is going to South by this year, except us. It's so, a renaissance of people going. Yeah. at least mm-hmm. in our group of friends. Did you it's feel, exciting? Did you feel like you were done with South by Taylor? I honestly hadn't thought about it. Okay, cool. <laughs> yeah, that's kind of where I was at too. I'm like, <laughs> oh, South by. Oh, that's right. That's an option in newer right. projects. Yeah. Well, see, I think things have changed with South by because now South by is a victory lap for bands that have already made it. There's a lot of budding talent. No, I mean, dude, you released a perfect record, a damn near perfect record. I feel like a victory lap, though, is when uh, you've bought a house in Silver Lake. Yeah, absolutely. You have a three album deal. You don't hate your label. Yeah. And. And people are coming to your shows. Oh, yeah. Like and buying merch. Yeah, I, mean, I can't yeah, think that's of an a example. Given. That's a given. You wouldn't have the house without the people in the merch. That's true. Let's see. Yeah. First, <laughs> you get the khakis, then you get the women. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, what made you want to go to South by this year? Were you, were you, Just the opportunity presented yeah. itself. That's simply it. I yeah. didn't, I wasn't, I wasn't like a goal of mine. I'm like, I'm going to South by. Hell yeah. yeah, that's not usually a goal you hear from no. people in their 30s. No, especially, especially once you've been there and being like, I'm yes. only going if it makes sense. It, so, you realize what South by is. Right. There's yeah. this, you know, and it's an opportunity where like, there's like a sponsor involved, so like travel oh, and lodging are covered. So it's not like a big out of pocket expense. Well, then there you go. That's that's how you want to do it. Yeah. So you're you're basically a professional at this point. Then that's I, what we're getting at. I mean, I'm worth if you're so retired, which yeah. we all are. We're all are you retired too? Are you claiming retirement? I've yeah. Give me that pension, baby. Okay. Yeah. We've got three retired musicians. Is it, this is a pension scam, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yes, it is. Yeah. You're going to love these BMI quarterly. Oh, man, I'm so glad we're all in this musician's union, you guys. (laughs) That mailbox money, baby. Welcome. Welcome to the 25-cent check club. Um, I'm glad we have another retired musician with us, though. We've got plenty. I've got plenty of them around me all the time. Uh, Well, that's exciting. uh, How many showcases are you doing at South by Tay? I'm doing one official showcase. I don't know what other day parties or anything I'm doing like that yet, but I'm playing at Lost Perlis. Cool. On uh, the twenty first, can you uh, can you divulge into who's setting up that showcase? Yes, it's so it's the Baby Collective showcase. Cool, which is um, Ashley, who you guys both know. She's yeah. been kind of doing this 
uh, the Festy Baby series over the past few years. Great shows. And, yeah, yeah and that's super great shows. Killer that's, lineups. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. And that's she's grown. doing and she's, a really good job. And she's developed that into a larger uh, structure that includes management and press and kind of, you know, just helping artists. And so it's me and Versus Colors on there. Yep. Um, Some local legends. Mm-hmm. And the, then the true talents. Yeah. And then, you know, Jordan from Wax Charmer, because like, Rihanna is also a part of. Oh, Wax Charmer's oh, playing yeah. too. So That's Wax right. Charmer will be playing it. Yeah, a lot it of friends like are playing a that show. Showcase. That's gonna be great. It's gonna I think be like Annabelle LA McGinnis and is playing Austin. it. Who was that? Uh, Annabelle McGinnis. Oh, she's fantastic. Uh, I yeah. think Tulips is playing it, and uh, Kiana rules too. Yeah. Tulips is. Have you seen Tulips live, not, Cameron? No. It's incredible. Awesome. Yeah. So uh, it should be fun because all those those Festy baby shows have been absolutely have been yeah. really great too. Crazy. And that last one was at the Lodge, and that one really popped off. Ashley is really yeah, like Kevin a, Bronson in that guitar, man. I'll tell you what, what in the hell was Buzz that? LA it was rigged. Um, Ashley, like, really building a profile with people that she believes in. Like seeing her do this over the past, you know, what has what has it been? Only a year or so, right? Yeah. Well, she's doing the festival for or the mini festival for uh, three years. So, but for yeah, basically the past year in terms of making it. It's really yeah, incredible to see. It's been really thing, cool. Yeah. It's really incredible to see, and she's a, kind of a guiding light right now, and like where people are maybe too concerned or too nervous to ask their friends for help. She's reaching out and doing the job herself. Hundred percent. Really insane. Now I want to go. Now I want to go to South by. Is, is it too late? Do you need? Just, do we you can need, go pod out there. Do you need members? Just set up on six and be like, <laughs> "Excuse me, sir, is you're that, in a band. Yeah, are you retired? Yeah, <laughs> sit um, down." Uh, are you doing a strip? Are you doing a strip down set? Right, because I was gonna say I've seen slip in several formations. Yeah, I've, um, the only but now time lately well, that, it's been that begs the question: What is a strip down set? Because that might be basically what you're thinking of as my live act. So it's gonna be, as you know, you played in the five piece version of the band. which was great. I had such a fun time. It was fun, and then it went to four piece, and then it went, and these are I'm like spacing these shows out by like a year yeah. typically. <laughs> so it's hard from, to book. He is hard yeah, to book. I think High my second demand. show was uh, um, Echo Park Rising on the the Champagne Room stage, mm-hmm. right? And that was down to a four piece. I saw that one. And then that was a great show. And then, like about a year later, I played. It was uh, out in the desert at, the, at Gotti's. Um, that was a three piece. That was me and Colin on guitar and Alex from Versus Color on guitar. Mm-hmm. And so then I was just like, well, I think I only need one other guitar player. And so, right at Lodge, I saw. Yeah, it kind of going down to me and Colin. That's kind of for me is the ideal setup. Yeah, with the idea that I can add in live drums here and there. But I really Whatever like. You want to. Yeah. I really like just kind of. First of all, it's very economical, as you know, as retired musicians, it's hard to it's do the band Easy on your thing back. in general. Right. Yep. It's hard to do the band thing in general in terms of organizing people. Cause like we can't we can't be as gung ho as we were in our twenties no. in terms of like you know reality exactly yes mm-hmm. um so. You know, I got to be realistic about everybody else's schedules because we're dealing with also other thirty-year-old people, right? right? And we all have other projects anyway. And no one want we don't want to be thirty and playing with people in their early twenties. It's actually kind it's of a, annoying. It's a, yeah, it's, it's got yeah, it's got to be weird. It's it really annoying. weird. I've I'm single-handedly speaking from a personal experience. Oh yeah, it's really annoying. I don't know <laughs> if I've done that actually. You're and you don't need to because you've lived enough. I think of I've done like late life. mid to late twenties. That's but, fine. That's fine, but anything twenty five and under is just useless. You don't want to do that, dude. Right. I mean, when we started Vana Prasta, I was twenty two. Oh wow, we were young, huh? But yeah. we were all young. Yeah. Yes, except exactly. Steve. <laughs> right. <laughs> except your lead singer, who was how old? 
I believe he was you like 27 when we started. Yeah, nice. he, was, he was still young too. Yeah, he was still Technically. young. Do you believe in truth? <laughs> I do. I do. <laughs> so what else is going on? What else What else you've been wanting to float? Band stuff. What else? What are you digging on? What's happening in the Taylor Brown universe? Well, as you know, I also play in Low Hum with Call Doll. Yep. Can you explain Colin's relationship with y'all to the listeners, please? So Colin was also in Vana Prasta, and I've been playing music with Colin for about... 10 years. Yes. Similar to the same time span as Cameron. Yeah. Um, and, you know, around the time that I started working on my project, he had already kind of started working on his new project called Low Hum. And I was really the first guy he brought in to like be a part of his live band. And so he had done most of uh, the writing in the band. And I was kind of coming in and being like, well, let's do the live show and I'll play guitar. And it's kind of, grown from there it's there's been a lot of other members that have come in other friends of ours like uh you know there's Kavin's on bass now spencer's on drums now jules was on drums um andres had was had been playing bass before at one point so we've just kind of it's been just like any friends that can play with me kind of being like the one guy who's the been anchor there. Yeah, yeah since the beginning but you guys have all been anchors for each other for so long Well, that's the great thing about this, you know, whole the community, the community, yeah. the brother. It's great whenever you, you see low, well, the brother, low home yeah. with the, different members, and it's always still just flawless. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Because Colin, who you guys played with in Vanaprasta and Sudrug for so long, you guys all play so well together, mind you. Like the times that I've seen you play, I mean, it's uh, for people out there who haven't been in a band, it's torrentially hard to get a band together as is, but also to have such opposing chemistry that synchronizes at the moment the first note is hit is it's it's an incredibly difficult task and your bands you you guys playing together have always had that and also therefore and thereafter in your separate side projects Mm -hmm. so it's weird me i'm almost like fanboying having both of you (laughs) in the same room right now and i'm sorry for that but like i respect you both so much and i mean me and taylor have been through a lot in band history stuff together for sure we should probably do an entire other episode dedicated to strictly that (laughs) now that taylor's going to produce Go yeah. parade and, and up the Colin wants to produce bit. too, so you know we'll get. We'll oh, get so the, basically, here. you guys are getting the band back. Colin together. wants to produce the podcast. He said he wants to. He, he said he has ideas. Oh, I've, the, the first time, <laughs> the first time go. he pitched you on bringing up your podcast again, he was talk. He was basically just asking you to do what Jamie Liddell does on right. hanging out with audio files. He's like, you got to get into the nitty gritty of like how things sound. I'm like, that's just the nitty gritty segment on hanging out with audio files. <laughs> Verbatim. Original like that ideas. Is the nitty gritty yeah. segment. And it's, then you were like, I don't know. I kind of want to do like what I want to do. So it was, I remember that convo distinctly when it, when it probably first cropped up maybe a year or so ago. Oh, no, he's loving it. He texted me today. It's incredible so that like, at the first mention of another band member, you guys immediately launch into uh, defragmenting <laughs> what's been brought to the table. The right. chemistry of you guys is insane. Colin, if you want to produce this podcast, you can bring it. Yeah. Bring okay. It. Now we've got competition. This is going to turn I into like a, it. It's just I all have practice with them in an hour. <laughs> this is going to come up for sure. Uh, what can we expect for new slip music? Um, also, I'm going to go ahead and say here that you played me a demo the other night of a new slip song. And... It's incredible, Taylor. Yeah, I've had some demos cooking for a while. Um, and But also Cam and I started collabing on a new song, too. That's Oh, cool. He didn't play me that one. Right. Honestly. I actually, I don't, I don't know. I, I, was that me? 
Yeah, that was you. I'm not saying what the project was, but I'm saying it was you. It might have been me. That that does sound familiar. Yeah, you okay. were there. It was, yeah, you. Okay, there's. I see some secrecy going yeah, on. Yeah, no, Cam is blatantly mysterious. If anybody, I don't know. Listening to this, I mean, we know that. We I, have but he's so blatant about it that you probably do. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember a project I know of was something about collaborating with Slip, but I, I, the details are sketchy for now. Right. Okay. So Cam Cameron has a fragmented personality right. and borderline personality disorder. So that's why he's kind of only barely remembering it. This right, that's probably is it. the meat that I was looking for in this interview. <laughs> the nitty gritty to provide <laughs> our guys fans. You gotta give him the nitty gritty. <laughs> Everyone knows you so much more now, Cameron. So uh, Taylor just Not really. blew I your feel cover. Like if anything, if people are lost. Colin, you can mix the podcast. I'll produce it. Dude, there's sure. band negotiations <laughs> happening right now, live. This is incredible. Yeah, great. Uh, but back to Slip. Are we going to have new music soon? We're going to have the new video soon, which is incredible. You're playing one show a year. You're about to do <laughs> South By. You're on the rise. You are Echo Park Rising. You're the embodiment. Um, will we see I rise music slowly. Soon? Yeah, you're you're the best. But I wake east. up early. He's the slow rush. Right. Oh, shit. Please don't make any more tame. Sorry, he's, he's very mad about the I feel like I, I actually haven't listened to that album in about a week since it first came out but I feel like Kevin Parker needs to mix it up at this point <laughs> okay, he needs good. to mix it up see now we have I'm with you now I'm we have you. a tame Cameron we have a tame fan in the room he just trashed tame and this, he didn't want to talk about it at all yeah. I'm going to talk about it this this album is exactly what you would expect. It's a Jack Johnson record. It's ex whatever you want to call it. I'm <laughs> he not has even not heard the album yet. Oh, I mean, it's not e even from a non-critical standpoint. It's the most logical progression for Tame Impala. Absolutely, right. And I agree. he needs to do something. He needs to. Uh, it's a boring progression. Mix it I, up. I felt he needs like to that, try something new. I felt like that when I saw the album cover before yeah. I even heard the album. I'm like, all right, that's where we're going. Yeah, it's yeah. very fourth album. It's yeah, and I mean. I, I get it and I like you know he wants to be like a pop producer and mm. I understand it from that perspective but feel like it's just I don't know where does he even go from you here? feel like it's like, only going backwards no I feel like it's nice I mean good Thank reference you. I applaud it but it's definitely <laughs> plateauing in terms of what Tame Impala is it's like if it, like what's he gonna do like that album again or just like yeah. slightly more bongos or like what's <laughs> didn't even put patience on the album like Those that's are the what, best songs I feel like that's what happened to Arcade Fire too they're like and nothing left yeah. right and you then know? you get some like everything now which nobody wants mm -hmm. nobody wanted that no no. Well, Shove at least that one back inside. <laughs> like if Kevin Parker did start doing something that was like dark and like just driving, maybe like just kind of a like, punk record, like a, a liars album. <laughs> you yeah. can. There's enough darkness in your in your musical endeavors, yeah. Taylor, to cover to cover the tame uh, <laughs> divot that right. uh, could, Kevin Parker's having. They could be like, life. "What's your influence for this?" It's like my idea of. What Tame Impala has never done. Where, where Tame like, should have <laughs> went. Now we're like, I also tame. don't sound anything like him either vocally. No, That's you true. don't. And yeah, thanks yeah. for thanks for that. That wouldn't be good. I'm, I'm sick of I'm sick of his vocals. That would if, if I tried to sing like that, it would be terrible. <laughs> It'd be and such an uphill battle for me a, too. That's another thing, dude. You you come across as like you know, you're you know your ceiling as a vocalist and you play very well. I think that's very that. important. Yeah. Um yeah, and well I think that like going back to when Lost on the Highway was originally written it being a thesis statement, I was like, that's how I should sing. Right. Absolutely. Like it's kinda it's not too different from this. 
Yeah. It's nice when you can write one song that can judge your entire range. Mm-hmm. You know, like that you sing that one song where you're like, okay, this is exactly the thesis mm-hmm. statement as you said. Yeah. Like it's, and like try different things once in a while. But like don't right. don't overdo it. Don't mix it up too much either because you need a, like a, yeah. a solid identity of Something who you are. People to right. latch on to. Exactly. Listeners. Like that, you, I don't know if you remember when, remember when Future Islands was kind of first starting and he was screaming all the time? Yeah. And then he decided to only do it once in a while. And then mm-hmm. when he did it, you're like, whoa. Yeah, right. It was like really intense and it was captivating. More like, I think the yeah. devil just came out of that Yeah, guy. but like yeah. when you do this, when you do, when you do your tricks all the time, it's like, eh. Like when Matt Berninger from The National, National when he screams, when he screams, you're like, yeah, that yeah, all. I wasn't expect like you suppose you'd never seen them before. You were like, oh, I wasn't yeah. expecting that. <laughs> yeah, you're like, I thought it was pretty mild mannered. <laughs> well, I went to a, a national show. I think it was like it was at the Palladium last year, and it was like the like oldest, whitest show I've ever been to. Now I want to hear more about this because I did not see <laughs> them on the last album's tour, but I really liked that album. Yeah. Oh, this was before the last album came. Oh, okay. Out. So are you talking uh, Sleep Well Beast then? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I mean, regardless of regardless of the album, I mean, at this point, I'm kind of listening to National, like, oh, cool, um, not really because they've done the same thing over and over again. Yeah, now, again, that, last actually. year's album, I'm Easy to Find, was pretty amazing if okay. you give it the time. It's gigantic, but yeah. it had a bunch of guest vocalists that that sang a lot in the album. Matt kind of stepped out step for a lot. There was a lot of choir parts. So and a lot he of was songs. mixing it up. Too many songs. There's a lot of songs. But there was some great. How, what was the track listing? How many songs were on this record? Like, like 20. Was it, it that many? I mean, it, it was, was a double, it was a double record. Well, I Maybe. guess you don't even have to say double record anymore because people... At least like, like 16 Yeah, it was in like mi- at least the mid-teens. Yeah. But a lot, at least a full album of great songs. That's on there, gargantuan sure. at, this, at this juncture yeah. in the music industry. And they were meaning to do that. It was a big thesis, but... Um, Elaborate on this whitest show ever at the play. Oh man, there's was one guy I was really feeling. He was, I was embarrassed just like being there. It was just, I mean, maybe he was on some ecstasy too. He's, you know, when you, it's, re, I feel like it's really easy to spot when you're relatively sober. At least yeah. it's really easy to spot someone who's like rolling their face off. Oh yeah, definitely. yeah. And Especially so if you've funny. been there. 100%. But now you're because sober. You're at a national show <laughs> and, like, oh, and they're on, dry bro. humping a pillar right <laughs> next to you. It's like this isn't supposed to be happening. This was just a large white man like being too much. Right. And that was like the like, you know, a lot of just felt like a very Gen X heavy crowd. <laughs> like I can low see that. to mid forties. Yeah, the music speaks to the to those. Yeah, a lot of wine drinkers. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. Not yeah. like the, not like, you know, rowdy wine drinkers. Like Educated. Very yeah. well. Elizabeth Warren voters. Right. right. There they play is. golf on Found the weekends. Yeah. The right. I feel like the band has kind of tailored their image and crowd to that as such, though, right? Am I wrong? I, don't, I think it would be wrong not to pivot in that way. You yeah. Know, they, need, they know what they, they appeal to. They know to. who they're playing to. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and they still, they still attract newer fans by collaborating with Julian Baker and Phoebe right. Bridgers. And, right. But, you know, they're old white guys, too. So it's like. True. There's only I feel like for them there's only so much branching off they could do at this point. Right. Otherwise it would you know they kind of are who they are. Right. Not everyone can be Radiohead. True. And not everyone can be even back to it. Not even everyone can be Tame Impala to get to the point no, where you can plateau 100%. and release the same record. Time I would and love time to again. plateau. Yeah, that sounds great. That sounds relaxing. <laughs> but while everyone else can plateau, there's enough. Uh, bets like you know being hedged on people like you people like you both you know doing original 
creative, local, spontaneous, sexy music. Wow, you guys were looking at me. I was like, how long is this going to go on? He's really describing this. Is this going to end on music? Yes, at music. Okay. (laughs) Um, But we're so glad you were able to come on the pod. Thank you, Taylor. It's ending? Yeah. You actually have to go to practice. That's right, with Colin. Right. Unless there any final thoughts that you want to bring to the table. Give us a really good final Taylor Brown thought. Pull something out of that magic hat. I know you got it. I know you got it too. I love you guys. I love you too. That's man. Right. I think that's yeah, that's, it. That, I love is that. A really, yeah, that is a really yeah. That is real nice. That is a great. I feel warm. Actually, I there's been a lot too. of really cool memories in this room. Yes, in this room, and because we Bedrock. are in the room mm-hmm. that you guys started in forever ago. There right? was the transition well, from Von Pro- Vana Prosta into Sundrug when we were here almost every night with uh, Rocco DeLuca and right. sometimes Daniel Lenoir. Yeah. Sometimes we scored Daniel. a very strange movie. We did. I played an A minor chord for like three hours. In that room. sounds incredible. It was awesome. It was crazy. I loved every second of it. What movie was that? I don't know. I saw some clips of it. It looked insane. Yeah, it was like it was like thirteen minutes of the movie, give or yeah. take. Maybe we and can Daniel and Wall was that. just in that control room, just yelling at us like, "Yeah, keep it going." <laughs> yeah, and everybody just had their part that he'd go around and give them. And it was well, great. We'll, we'll always have that. Yeah, great, yeah. We'll always have Paris. <laughs> yeah. Uh, thank you for coming on, Taylor Brown. You are a yeah. man who's also a motorcycle. Oh, that's so wow! <laughs> Did you say a motorcycle? I said he's a man who's also a motorcycle because he is. He was, and as I was saying that, he was revving his that engine. That makes sense. So, <laughs> you know, when uh, when Taylor Brown gets too high, we call him Velocirap Taylor. That's the name uh, oh. of my music publishing company. That's true too. That's <laughs> Velocirap Taylor. That's music. His BMI. <laughs> Send some cash that way if that's a thing. My Venmo is. I don't know my. Venmo. Well, now it should be Velocirap Taylor. It really. Sh- Why am I not using that? Now for that more you're things? a retired musician, you can have those BMI checks sent to Velocirap Taylor because you're going to be getting those twenty-five cents. Uh, twenty-five cent checks, baby. Yeah. Welcome to the club. <laughs> oh, I've been getting those twenty-five cent checks for, for a years. long yeah. time. That's Social Security, baby. Uh, what's next on the Tone Throne, dude? Tone Throne, we got uh, the Nord Wave 2. Stay tuned Ooh, for that. Do I get to stay? No, you got to go. You got to go to practice. That was fun, though. <laughs> <laughs> Listen to Slip. Welcome to the Tone, tone Throne! <laughs> All right. Wow. We're back at the Tone Throne. Well, you always outlast your own laugh. Because I have to let the listener know that it's me singing or screaming or laughing maniacally along right. with the double sample. you. Yes, double me. I want it I don't want it to just sound like five point one Dolby Digital Skywalker <laughs> Ranch certified surround sound. Right. Speaking of sound Welcome to the Tone Throne again, Ken. Yes, welcome to the Tone Throne. And I'm very excited to be back to this segment. For people who are just joining us, let's explain the segment a little bit. What do we do here? Right. Well, we take a piece of gear that is either new or we're just fond of. Or very expensive. And we describe it in layman's terms, or we try to, and we don't let you listen to it at all, and we don't usually actually own it. No so samples, play it. no performance. And we will describe it for you. I'll make some noises with my mouth if I need to. Well, luckily today we're doing a stage piano slash synthesizer, so making noises mm. with our mouth is going to be a lot of It'll fun. Today we're doing the Nord Wave 2. Which seems revolutionary. I mean, from oh, the, it, it looks great. From the very small amount of research I've Available done. this spring for $26.99. Wow, okay. Um, well, I mean, it is, it is really exciting for people that are into Nord 
year. Uh, the Nord Wave came out in 2007. So it's been a long time since the Wave has been updated. Because, right. you know, Nord has the Electro. There's several of types course. of those. There's several stage. I think I think Electro's on, like, the sixth one or something. There's a couple Stages of leads of, as well, A couple too. of leads. Right. But the Wave has always just been the Wave, the Nord Wave, since, since 07, apparently. So it's been a while since a sequel happened. This is yes. big news in the so community. This is big. And the Wave is a bit of a monster, I'm going to say, from a geeky music nerd thing. Well, like, give us some the, attributes. I mean, it's it's they're calling it a four-part synthesizer. Okay. Because basically it has four synthesizers in it. That four you can, different synthesizers. Yes, that you can blend together wow. at any variety of combinations imaginable. But it's a 48-voice polyphony, uh, 61 note, semi-weighted, aftertouch keys. Oh, that's um, so nice. I can it's feel got a it right sample now. editor in it, a whole gig of sample library memory. Um, basically, the four modes are are chosen right in the middle of the keyboard with uh, four different faders that have lights to show you. So you can blend them that way that manually? Easy. That easy, wow. just with the four faders. And the lights show you which synthesizer is hottest, basically. You know, Just like VUs or, or digital uh, meters. You That's know? incredible. And for the people who don't play keys, kind of like myself and other people listening, um, to be able to blend something on hardware like that is yeah. such a difficult thing because otherwise you're pressing buttons to go to different synthesizers, raising the volume, going back, raising, right. lowering. So you're this like, so crazy there's a lot of finger work. Yeah. So the and fact then, that it has faders is incredible. Yeah. The four types uh, the, of, of synth, or the four different synths in this thing is basically like a virtual analog synth for one. Then there's a sample library synth. Basically, you could load samples into it, assign it to the keyboard, and that's blended in a part as well. And it seems like it also has a patch editor mm -hmm. that comes Absolutely. with it as well. Yeah, so there's fully all customizable. that. Then the third one's a wavetable synth and then FM harmonics that you can just add as a fourth synthesizer. That's incredible. And the four of them, you can blend it how you want. You can group them. You can take some out. Like the grouping capability is really interesting. And what I think is amazing that you can also do is on the 61 keyboard itself, you can split them. You, you can, can assign split points of these four synthesizers, so your 61-note keyboard can be four different synthesizers. In one sitting. Yeah, based on your octave where you're at. That's incredible. And yeah. you can assign those octaves, right? Yeah, you can assign your split points. Right. So you could have maybe even three notes here at the bottom are like samples, and then the rest, so you can have like drum samples or something, and then over here you have like a synthesizer all on the same The amount keyboard. of combinations that can be afforded in a piece of gear like this is it's really crazy, astounding. Yeah. And I, I, you know, watching, we saw some videos of people playing with the thing. It, it's crazy. I mean, it's definitely an EDM tool. You think? And that's, that's I, I would definitely guess it's heavily I, used in the EDM I, I, scene. Yeah, but I also feel like or it's going to this be, is it's, going it's to work important. its way into popular rock, too. Whenever certain progressions are made technologically, yeah. it tends to find its way into unsuspecting genres as well. So right. I think... with Because this is kind of taking the need for MIDI away for a lot of other people. If you can blend or set octaves or set points for four different synthesizers, then you have your entire show lined up right there in front of you. You don't That's need true. to bring your computer. You don't need and to And on the fly with this pedals. thing, you can bring them all into the same, you know, you can have different things going in, undo your splits, and you can have just playing all four sounds through. at the same time. Yeah. And it's, then it's selecting which solo synth you want to use by using those faders and right. giving them the yeah. proper volume. That's insane. Um, and then uh, besides that, you know, it has your regular wave effects, different effects, you know, chorus, 
tremolo delay verb. Right. And the verb has a new choral reverb section, Ooh. which I find very interesting. It's like a like a chorus reverb, but it's kind of gritty. Does it have like a flam or like a flange option on it? Is it's it- just one button that says choral reverb. It, oh. it, it, it caught my eye. Of course it did. Yeah, because it's interesting. Anything with reverb after it catches your eye. I could say sex reverb and you're like, I'm horny. Is that a band? I'll listen to it. I could say turkey leg reverb and you want to go to Medieval Times to sit down and watch a set. I have been one to go to Medieval Times anyway, just because I've never been. Seems like fun. Maybe we should do that. I was thinking about doing that. But this is a really incredible update to the wave and... I'll say programming synthesizers on my on my end as a bass player or a mm-hmm. songwriter, guitar player predominantly. Um, it is a headache yeah. for me, especially when it comes to. I feel like such a grandpa, technologically inefficient in these the, the realms of certain progressions of gear, and keys are a huge part of that for me. Yeah. Like programming things, splitting things, blending things. When you have to go to so many different places to do that on a keyboard, I lose track of like the mode of operation or yeah, you know, it's, so having everything available not a total synth dork exactly and i appreciate synth dorks because there's That's a lot I, of I knowledge caught my eye about this thing i'm like this is easy right there's so many options immediately as soon as i caught what those faders are doing yeah I'm like wow the faders blinds. would sell me a loan on a piece yeah, of gear that's like that what kind of made me want to do the tone thrown on it and that's why it's two thousand six hundred and ninety nine that's why i mean i have uh the profit rev 2 you you recently got a, a keyboard yourself i right? did i actually you have a nord uh i just bought a used nord just a lead so two. we both dabble in keyboard yeah so when you said nord when you sent me this piece of gear this is my first nord this is my first synthesizer i've really owned so i didn't okay. know where to start um, I was buying it for my girlfriend who plays keys and uh-huh. synth in Cowgirls, my group, and yeah. uh, does a lot of vocals as well. So, like, I didn't, she's a classically trained pianist. She needed something to work on with some of the sounds that are on my upcoming record, and I didn't know where to start. So, I just, I knew I needed to start with a Nord because that seems like the industry sta- standard in that yeah, regard. Definitely. So, when I see the, the name Nord, it's synonymous to me with like, oh, you need to own one of these. And I didn't know whether to start with a stage or a wave, but I'm on a budget. So mm-hmm. I responded to a Craigslist ad. It was a Nord Lead 2, which is a slightly older model, um, for $500. It's in the Valley, which is always a dangerous drive, right? You don't want to go to the Valley. You don't know if it's going to I take avoid you... I at all costs. You don't know if it's going to take you 30 minutes or you don't, or three weeks. Well, you might you know? live there. You might the live time. there. You might just stay yeah, and realize, like, Damn it. have three kids I took the valley, overnight, I took the get a mortgage. 101 at the yeah, wrong time, and now yeah, I live right, here. Exactly. So I went at a, an app, applicable part of the day, and... This guy was being really nice to me. Mm-hmm. I, I accidentally responded to this Craigslist ad. I need more specifics about the valley. Where exactly? Are we talking Valley Village? Are we talking Reseda? Mm, I guess are it we... was closer to Reseda. Oh, yeah. God. No, it was a stretch, man. It was out there. Seemed like a really nice guy, though. Didn't know if it was a scam. Paints the picture better. It, it, totally. It was a mm-hmm. very far drive, though. But in emailing with like, this It's guy, like when they moved to out there, they're like, okay, now I live really far in the I valley. I live in another state. I'm going to start answering Craigslist. Finally. <laughs> like, yeah, because... And making people come over here. Yeah, that's because what that's, people you, over here do. You wield the power. When yeah. you put up a Craigslist ad selling a used piece of gear, you wield that power. Like, yeah. you meet on your terms. So anyway, yeah, I just got my place in Reseda. Now I'll sell everything I own on Craigslist and make people come out here. And he was a successful musician. So that was that tenfold. Mm-hmm. Um, right. 
But as I was talking to this guy over Craigslist, I accidentally responded with my band email. Yeah. Uh, not like the populated Craigslist res- response email that you see, you mm-hmm. know, like the, just a bunch of numbers and letters. Right. So he checked out the music and I was, I emailed him and I'm like, hey, man. Which is cool because I don't think I'd do that. I, I, I mean, I would. I'm pretty curious. I have a lot of free time sometimes. <laughs> so I would, you right. know, if I was if I was in the zone for that or if I yeah, had a, maybe an I'm extra a 20 I minutes. Know. Maybe I should. I like hearing other things that come to me by way of strangers. Right. So I get like that. if someone's like, hey, check out a band and I don't know you, I'll probably check it out. If my best friend told me to check something out, I'd check it out six months later. Right. You know totally. what I mean? For something weird about that. Maybe it's the obsession with all things foreign or something. I don't know. Yeah. But this guy emailed me. I said, hey, dude, I'm on a budget. I can't afford $500. Um, can you do $300? I was just trying to go low. I thought mm-hmm. this guy wasn't going. And he's like, I'll do 250 Your band rules. I really like your stuff. Wow. So that made the drive to receipt a hell of a lot better. I get there, and this guy has a room full of scents. And oh, I'm just shit. like, kid in a candy store. You know, right, this, is my, this is my first time like staring at this many cents and i'm about to buy one that i don't even know how to use mm. and i'm like hey man what do you uh what do you, what do you do for a living like you live out here in china you know it took me two weeks <laughs> to get here by horse and carriage um why you know what, what are you doing hold up here with all these cents and he's like oh i'm dave gahan's keyboard player and i said dave gahan from depeche depeche mode yeah and he's like yeah i'm like oh his okay cool so like his solo band he's like oh yeah and i said something that i shouldn't have said because i didn't know how big gahan was on his own right right outside of depeche mode so i said cool like you guys doing like a bunch of casinos and stuff (laughs) which i didn't see coming from me that's a guys playing all the worst state fairs or what that's a compliment coming from me because the only thing i wanted my life still doing hollywood no but i'm not talking about depeche mode i'm talking about dave gahan's solo band Okay. Doing like solo Dave Gahan stuff and like some Depeche sprinkled in okay. there, some mode every now and then. Um, so I said that, and he's like, "Oh no, man, we were doing stadiums." I'm like, oh, "Okay, I'm so sorry. You know, I'm absolutely so sorry." He tries to show me how to program this thing, gives me a quick rundown. He's like, "Now it's three fifty. <laughs> right? He actually ended up selling it to me for one hundred and fifty dollars. For one hundred and fifty dollars, and before I left, he even played the riff to just can't get enough no way yes he did and i danced around his back studio outhouse uh like a like a like an elf like and you you walked out of there and he like he was like another craigslist dad gone well (laughs) i always play him the riff before they go (laughs) get some every time that's actually truly amazing though it is an amazing story and like Again, back to the Nord thing, and obviously the Wave 2 is a huge thing. Sorry to, to differ no, from no, it, to go it. off the rails. I don't have else to say. Zones. I don't have one here, so that was it. It would be nice. I do love that we don't sample the gear that we're talking yeah. about because uh, we our, can't afford our it. Our interview, Taylor, he was already giving us, giving us on a, on sh- grief. About it. Oh, grief. He was giving us grief about it on the way out. I'm swearing. I'm done. Well, I mean, the, the censoring job that you're going to have to do to this is probably. I'm not doing it. You have to. You have to at least until this point. All right. Yeah. That last one's a freebie. Go ahead. Give me another one. Uh, You've earned it. No. No, I haven't. I have not. Okay. I have screwed it up the whole time. Screwed the pooch. It's... It's a pleasure owning a Nord, and I wish I could get to the point where I can program something like the Wave 2 one day and yeah, use that I on mean, stage because you wouldn't need anything else. It seems like that is a one-stop shop for yeah. your stage performance. It also seems somewhat specific in its own way too, which is you know good for 
gear nerds that want this because when i said edm it felt like it had a lot of you know so like the edm really loud sparkling synths with a lot of arpeggiator options underneath right. it and that, that, that would, really works really yeah. well for those buildups and stuff stuff that i can't get behind because i'm not on ecstasy or right one yeah you're not uh, you're not on ecstasy at the national show dry hump and a pillar and <laughs> yeah, the middle of the right. floor yeah bring that back Always bringing it back. Although that will be me someday. <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. We're there. Dude, we talked about Jimmy Buffett today. I <laughs> oh, I told yeah. you I'm going to return to alcoholism at one point in my life at a Margaritaville. At the Buffett show. Yeah. I'd like to be there. Not a Buffett show, just at a Margaritaville okay. franchise. That's sadder. Yeah. You're yeah, like, that's it's just at an island. I was surprised. <laughs> <laughs> I was surprised that you weren't shocked, and it made me kind of feel I thought bad I had about the show. Myself. I'm like, oh, well, I see that. No, you know? that would make sense. When he plays Margaritaville, you would think of rushing to the bar and getting yourself one. Yeah. But I'm talking about at a Margaritaville, the Vegas franchise, <laughs> specifically the Vegas franchise. Wearing oh. a Tommy Bahama hat right. and some rainbow sandals, dude. Don't mess with me. You think I this is a game? I would not mess with that. If you look like that, you I would not mess game? with you. It's not a game, Cameron. No, I don't. I believe you on that one, 100%. <laughs> well, well, that was, that was a great tone thrown. Um, I think that's it. I think that's it for episode three. Nord, if you're listening, we'll take two of those. Yeah, we'll take two. Um, so thank you very much for letting us talk about your gear. But dude, today was great. Thank yeah. you again for having Thank you, me. Al. This I'll is, see you in two weeks. Yeah, I guess I guess so. We'll have yeah. plenty to talk about then, and I'll be making all the decisions. I love it. All right, brother. All right, and for right. everyone listening, thank you. Can't believe you came back, but uh, I love that you did. As they say in AA, keep coming back. It works if you work it. I love that. In I guess that wasn't so anonymous, but <laughs> here we go. Go parade out. <laughs>